and MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Zach here. Hope you're having an amazing day. Today is, I don't even know what day it is, but it's in the morning. Uh, I was going to do a call with someone, and, you know, believe it or not, people actually bail on me every once in a while. So I just got totally freaking ghosted by uh, by uh, a potential client. Um, so, you know, every once in a while, it happens, happens to all of us. And they went through, like, a super intense, legit funnel and all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, when you have a really good funnel in place, very few people know show you, I mean... You know, when uh, when I do get on a call with people, I would say I probably get no-showed like 5% of the time or less, but it still does happen, so I'm human just like you. But anyway, I wanted to share this uh, this recording with you. So the podcast today is going to be really, really valuable for you. I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. You're going to get a lot out of it. Um, this was a call that we did last night with a portion of our team, and it was uh, how to handle objections in MLM. So we went over handling objections with products handling objections with uh, with the opportunity itself. And I think you're going to love it a lot. Um, you're going to get a lot out of it. Let me know what you think. Leave a review and a rating. Let, me, let us know what you learned. If you want to learn more about this exact topic, because I actually got cut off due to time, um, just let me know in the reviews and the ratings, and we can make you know like an addendum version. Um, we can get even in more in depth on this. So if there's a particular objection that you want to really dive into, you know, leave that in the uh, you know things down below the rating review, and um, and we can go ahead and do that. So with that, hopefully you you enjoy this. Keep in mind this was a video call with a portion of our team, so you know these people were watching me. So I was like, you know, there's a few times that I used like. Uh, analogies that I was holding things in my hand. So just kind of keep that in mind. Try to imagine that you're there and, and viewing that too. So anyway, check it out and, uh, and hopefully you enjoy it. The first thing is first. Most people in network marketing, most of the time, now if you're using a sales funnel that's properly tuned, you might not be experiencing what I'm about to go over. But if you're not currently using a funnel that's properly tuned, you're running into this most likely. Most people in network marketing confuse marketing and sales. So they're getting objections at the wrong point in the sales process. Okay, what's the sales process? First, this is where you start writing. First is you're gaining engaging interest. This is marketing. Marketing is where you gain interest, you're getting eyeballs to you, and you're gauging their interest. That's marketing. It's getting people to you. Number two is you're qualifying them. 
You're qualifying, are these the right people for me, personally, professionally, and do they have money? Three, you're asking for the sale. Fourth, you're handling objections and you're repeating steps three and four. This is, this is how you move a zero, unaware of you, to a purchaser from you. Okay, we talk a lot about marketing with MLM. If you're using one of our products, you understand that what we're teaching is marketing, getting people to your face, and then you are closing them right? Or you're using the system to close them. So that's the marketing piece that's taken care of. But if you're maybe doing stuff with warm market, or maybe you're even doing some cold market stuff without a rebel system, that's okay. We're fine with that. But here's what's happening. Most people do something like this. And, and you could just bring this online if you will. But like, you know, Ashley and I are sitting here. She's like, like at the office or something. And she says, Hey, that's a cool water bottle. And I say, yeah, it is. And she starts asking questions about it. She's obviously interested, right? She wants to know about it. I tell her about it. And then I tell, she said, well, how much is it? Oh, it's a hundred dollars or 120 bucks or whatever. Oh, wow. That's expensive. Objection. Okay. Got an objection. And this is where everyone, am I hitting the right spot? It, this is where everyone freezes. <gasps> ah, that's too much money. What do I do? Right? They don't want to buy my product, it's too expensive. Is my product too expensive? <laughs> okay, first of all, they hit me with an objection. First thing I gotta know is that was the wrong time for the objection. Because here's what happened. I'm sitting around, she sees the water bottle. She just accomplished, or I just accomplished my marketing step. I gauged and gained interest, she asked a question. Oh crap, she asked a question. And then she asks for the price and I tell her, I just skipped the qualification process entirely and I never presented the product. So I'm literally giving an objection on a commodity because in her mind, this is a commodity. This is as good as rice. This is as good as a Camelback water bottle for 20 bucks. I saw a filter water bottle at REI for $25. That's 120, what the heck? So I'm getting an objection in the marketing phase, in phase one of my sales process, she's hitting me with an objection. Oh gosh, no wonder people get stuck. So, so far are we making sense? <clears throat> so what we have to do now, in a perfect world, you're controlling all of this. So you're marketing to them, you're qualifying them, and then you're selling them. That's the world that we wanna live in. Now. We all live in a real world though, where sometimes we are situation walking down the street. She asks about the water bottle. Crap. Boom. She skipped a bunch, bunch of the process. I'm screwed. That's the world we live in. So we have to figure out how to do that. How do we handle that? Right. Um, what about if we are talking to someone on, on Facebook or on LinkedIn or something like that? And we get an objection. Most, most of the time when, in, when you get an objection about your opportunity, you, you, you screwed up the process somewhere, most of the time. You probably, somehow, and it's usually not you, it's usually the prospect that tries to jump ahead and we oblige them. You know, we're talking about a business and then they're like, how much is this joint? What's the company name? Is this MLM? And we answer, they jumped way over here. I'm still over here, bro. I don't even know if you qualified, dog. Like, how much is the joint the company? Well, it depends. It's between 250 to, to 2,000. I don't have that kind of money. Mofo, I didn't say nothing about money yet, right? I don't even know if you've got a dollar. Wow, I'm not offering you jack, right? But they skipped ahead of the process. They give us an objection. We're like drowning because we're handling objections in the marketing phase and we got a problem. So 
let's back everything up and I'll show you how to handle these one by one and uh, how to regain control of the, of the sale. BTW, a lot of networkers like to say, oh, we're not selling, we're filtering. Okay, yeah, whatever. You're filtering, that's true. You're a consultant, true. But at the end of the day, you are selling. If someone told you this isn't sales, they were confused. You are in a sales business. If you're recruiting someone, you're in sales. Now, sales doesn't mean, Ashley, I've got this and you should buy it. That's not what it means. Not at all. Sell me this pen. Anyone ever heard this before? Sell me the pen. Who can, I'm not gonna make, I'm not putting it on the spot. I'm not gonna put anyone on the spot, but I should. Sell me this pen. If I tell you to sell me this pen, the first thing out of your mouth should be nothing to do with the pen. The first thing, see, it's no food. The first thing out of your mouth should be, how long have you been looking for a pen? And if I say, I don't need a pen, then you leave. Most people do this. I got a business opportunity. Do you want it? It's only $300. It's only $500. Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want it? It's too expensive. <laughs> How do I handle an objection? They weren't qualified in the first place. Why are you trying to handle an objection? So let's back all the way up. What is an objection? What is a reason? Okay. Oh, actually, I want to finish that thought about sales because it might have scared some of you. Being in sales is not bad. In fact, I would consider it probably one of the most honorable professions or things that you could be doing because you are the exchange agent for adding value. Remember, if Ashley, if I have something of value, here, I want the apple, I've got money, okay? I want the apple. You've got an opportunity, you've got a product, I've got money. This money is stored energy. Here's what that means. I've worked hard to gain this money. Maybe I've traded my time, maybe I've traded my mind, but I've done something to accumulate this money. Now, I can't eat the money, right? I can't use this for toilet paper. I mean, I could, but you know, whatever. I can't use the money for anything. It's just, just paper. Can't do anything with it. I've got credit cards. I can't do anything with it, okay? But I want the thing. So I can take my stored energy and exchange my stored energy for something of value. Now, remove the something of value. Actually, let's not do that. Let's say Ashley's got the thing of value. And she says, Zach, do you want an apple? Ask me, do I want an apple? Would you like an apple? I hate apples. What's the thing that most people do? Yeah, but why not? Like, why do you hate apples? Like, this is delicious. This is a pink lady apple. This thing is crunchy sweet it's amazing why don't you want an apple mofo i just said i hate apples i don't want an apple but what if i do want the apple if i want the apple ashley as the salesperson which i'm going to remove that word and call you the partner the arcs partner the arcs representative the consultant consultants don't sell the way you think consultants find someone that wants the apple with the money and they exchange. I'm happy now. I'm hungry, I want an apple and I got the apple. She got the money, she's happy now. That's what you do. So I'm gonna stop saying, I'm gonna use the word close and sell, but here's what I really mean, consult and find a solution for. 
That's why I think sales is very honorable because you are literally the change agent. I don't care who picked the apple off the stupid tree. If the apple never finds its way to Ashley, the consultant, I can never find the apple with my money and make the exchange. Ashley is the reason it happened. You as a consultant are the reason that people have changed in their life positively. It's a really, really good place to be. So, um, okay, so what's an objection? An objection is probably 90% of the time, it's a complete and total load of crap. Meaning this, it actually is a load of crap. It's a white lie. It's a smoke screen. It's a facade. So for instance, let's say I go to a car dealership and by the way, we're probably gonna go like five, 10 minutes over tonight, just an FYI. If you have to leave, we uh, do our very, very best to end these literally right on the dot at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, so just to know, we highly respect your time. We're probably gonna go five or 10 minutes over tonight. So please just jump off if you have to leave. No big deal whatsoever. No one's judging you. You're welcome to go. But I just wanna let you know that up front. Um, so objection. It's a facade for uncertainty. I go to a, I go to a car dealership. I'm talking about the car, blah, blah, blah. I'm actually somewhat interested in buying the car. And he, and the guy says, you know, you want to buy it? And I say, well, I have to, uh, I have to talk to my wife. Okay. Objection. Objection for the sales guy to, you know, whatever deal with. Okay. Hold on. And then, um, I guess I talked, I got to talk to my wife. Okay, objection came up. Sales guy's gotta deal with it or let me go or whatever. But here's the truth. The truth is I already talked to Ashley, most likely. I already talked to Ashley. She knows we're looking at a car. She trusts me to buy a car. I'm the car guy of the family. I mean, most likely we've already worked through all the details. If I find a car, that's good. I'll buy the car. So why did I tell the guy to talk to my wife? Am I, will I talk to Ashley? Yeah, is that a lie? No, I'm really gonna go talk to Ashley. But if the car was amazing, like literally amazing. If, 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 if I'm looking at a car and he, and he shows me a Honda Civic and I think it's okay, fantastic, I'll talk to Ashley. But what if he says, actually, Zach, I have something in the back. No one's seen it yet. It's a 2018 M4. It just came in. No one's seen it yet. And actually, we bought it at the wrong price. So it's literally going for 5000 under what every other M4 is going, going for in the 1,000-mile radius. It's white with red seats. Dude, no one has seen it yet. Take it for a drive. If you like it, it's yours. If that happens, $5,000 under, under price, under sticker, M4, perfect color combination. It's $5,000 other way you can, under way you can get anything. I'll probably call Ashley and double check, make sure like, hey, you cool with this? But I'll say, hey, she knows, trust me, I know cars. Dude, this is a good deal. In fact, I could buy this and flip it tomorrow and make five grand or 6,000. I am certain. I'm certain this is a good deal. Ashley will hear it. She'll approve the, she'll approve the buy. So I buy it. So when I say I got to talk to Ashley, do I really have to talk to Ashley about getting approval for the sale? Not really. I'm talking to Ashley because I'm throwing a smoke screen because I don't actually know if I want the car. Do I really want the M4 for full price? Do I really want the Honda Civic? I don't know. I really don't know. So instead of me telling you that I don't know if I trust you, salesman, or I don't know if I want this car because that might be painful, I'm going to tell you to talk to my wife. I'm not lying to you. I'm going to go talk to her. And in fact, I, might, I even believe I got to go talk to her. But in reality, I just don't know if I want the stupid car. It's a smokescreen. 
from my own personal uncertainty. So when people give you objections, most of the time, they're not concerned at this moment about the price. They're not concerned at this moment about the whatever, the, you know, the features of the filter, right? They're not concerned that much about it. They're not that concerned, even if it's a scam. Now, it's not a scam. You all know that. But did you know that most people really wouldn't care if they knew for an unequivocal fact that they would get rich? Most people would probably join a scam. Now, this is obviously not that way. But what I'm trying to make a ridiculous point about is that people are just uncertain. When they tell you something, it's just they're not sure is this opportunity good for me. They're not sure if the product is good for them. That's all it is. So when we handle an objection, this is what we're doing. I'm going to show you like what to say to handle the objection. Because if someone says it's too expensive, and if you say, so do you want it? That's a problem, right? They're, they're going to say no. So we have to handle the objection. We have to say something. We have to handle the objection. We have to make it null and void. Here's the thing, though. People, most cases, don't actually need their objection handled. They just need some sort of logical solution in their brain that connects the dots that they can move forward. So I don't really need to convince them that the price is good. I just need to say something that logically secures them from, that seems like a reasonable price. That's, I just need to make them feel like, logically, this is probably a reasonable deal. But I don't need to literally make them feel like this is a great deal for 120 bucks. I just need to, make, I just need to get past their logic center and increase their level of desire or their certainty. So what the guy at the car dealership needs to do is deal with the wife objection intelligently, not saying something stupid like, well, you can't make the decisions on your own, big man. Not something saying something dumb, but get past that and then say, let's talk about the car and increase my certainty. Where is my uncertainty? My uncertainty is in the price. Let's increase the value of the car, or it's increased the certainty that I think it's a good buy for the price. That's the issue. So we're gonna handle the objection, and then we're gonna raise the certainty or desire level in the prospect, okay? So the three places that we need to raise certainty is in the product itself, the product itself, or the opportunity, for instance, if you're selling the opportunity, which we all are, you're selling the opportunity, that's your product. We need to increase the certainty in the opportunity. Second thing, increase the certainty in the company providing the thing. So in this case, Rx. We're increasing certainty in Rx. Third, you. I need to increase the certainty of you or me, whoever is the one presenting. Car dealership man needs to increase the certainty or the desire level of the vehicle itself, then of the manufacturer and the dealership, and then of himself. I know now the car is amazing. It's a great buy based on what I'm looking for. The dealership is trustworthy. I love them, the manufacturer is good, and I love the guy. He's not gonna rip me off. If I'm certain about those three things, I will likely make a purchase, barring two more things that we're not, we're not gonna deal with a whole lot today. Actually, we will. Okay, does this make sense? Address, address, address the objection, increase the level of desire or certainty. That's the whole point. Woo! So, the third step is ask for the freaking sale, dog. A lot of people get objections. They don't handle it like the way we just talked about, which is fine because they didn't know it. But most people 
get objections because they don't know how to close the deal. So they're like, hey, the love water bottle, blah, 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 blah. Ashley's like, that sounds amazing. And because I don't know what to do next, she's like, I'll think about it. She might have bought the water bottle, but since I didn't ask for anything, she says, I'll think about it and I'll let you know. When does that ever happen, right? Anybody ever get anyone that really comes back to you and says, I'll let you know? I mean, it's like one time out of a million. So what I say is blah, 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 presentation, blah, 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 blah. I've already qualified her. I know she can afford it. She says nothing. I said, cool. Blah, 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 presentation. Would you like to buy it? That's it. That's the end. I give the presentation about the business to a qualified prospect. Please don't take anything out of context. You still need to qualify your people. I give a presentation to a qualified prospect. Then I say, would you like to get started? Or how would you like to get started? I, I, like, I personally, I like, would you like to get started? Because it's, I'm asking, but I'm also leaving it open-ended so like they don't feel like I'm pressuring them into anything. Would you like to get started? Now, would you like to get started today with one-time opportunity forever? No, like, would you like to get started? You'd be surprised that probably half the people that you thought wouldn't do anything, they do. Because they're actually waiting for you. But since we don't take action sometimes, we don't say, would you like to get started? They say, hey, cool. Like, this is great information. Thank you. Thank you, for, thank you for giving me so much value. I'll let you know. Okay, first of all, let me just... Let me just say something other quick. Wasn't planning on going here. Just want to make something abundantly clear. If you have a sales presentation with someone and they say, thank you for the value you've given me, I'll let you think about it. Let me tell you something. You have given them a grand total of this much value, zero. Value happens when they exchange their stored energy for something of value. So don't mistake yourself. When people join your team or buy your product, that's when you've given them value. Until someone parts with their stored energy, which they value because they exchange pieces of their life for this. People don't value money, they exchange what they gave for the money. If they exchange, I'm gonna exchange 12 hours of my life for your opportunity, for your product. Now you can change their life. Now you can impact them. So don't, mis don't mistake. If you let someone try your product, fantastic. You didn't do anything with them yet until they exchange value and the value is money. So it's not an evil thing. It's not an evil thing at all. In fact, it's a servitude thing. All right. So to hit on that. So let's talk about a couple of these actual objections. Um, I have a couple of things to cover, but we're going to have to skip them just to get into the objection stuff. <clears throat> okay. I can't afford that. Who showed that before? I can't afford it. <laughs> okay, here's what, here's what, um, here's two things. One, if they really truly can't afford it, you have the wrong prospect. There is no amount of anything you should be doing to try to convince someone with no money to buy something. If they literally have no money, the biggest waste of your time is like, and like just wasting breath. Hey, no worries. When things change in your life, maybe we can reconnect. You have to be a stinker about it. Just, hey, no worries, man. I understand there's ups and downs in everyone's lives. When things change, well, let's reconnect. Let's keep in touch another few months. That's it. So if someone truly has a price objection, if they really can't afford it, I've got $100 in my bank account and you're selling me a $120 water bottle. I cannot afford it. No problem. Here's what probably happened. You tried to sell something probably without finding the true need. Now, in the situation I gave you with Ashley, she sees my water bottle in the middle of work one day. 
And she's like, hey, it's really cool. How much is it? Obviously, I can't be like, stop. Before you ask how much it is, let me tell you, let me ask you 500 questions. You know, I can't, I can't like stop everything and go into qualification process. You know, I might need to actually give her something. Well, the price depends. Let me ask you something. I need to give her something. So, but the point is, if I find that price objection keep coming up, I'm probably trying to sell something without finding their true need. Okay. All right. Now, when I find their needs, because a lot of times I'm, I'm going to show you how to back this thing up in a second. In their qualification process, I'm finding out if they're financially capable. I don't need to know their financial situation for a water bottle, right? But I need to know that they can afford it. Otherwise, why am I going to try to close it? So Ashley says, Ashley says, Zach, wow. Well, first of all, she says, how much is it? I'm probably going to say something like, well, it varies depending on, it depends on what you get. And it does plastic or metal, right? It varies depending on which one you get. But let me ask you this. And then I go, boom, right into the qualification process. Let me ask you this. Like, do you even care about drinking clean water? Well, not really. Okay. There's the issue right there. She didn't even care about it. She didn't care about drinking clean water. And I'm trying to sell her a freaking expensive water bottle. She didn't even care though. Oh, she didn't even care. I need to talk about like, holy crap. Why not? Well, I just never really, never really bothered me. Dude, there is some crazy stuff in the water. Did you know that fluoride is in there? Fluoride is from freaking petroleum. You know, boom. And I start to scare the crap out of her. Right. But, I'm, but what I'm starting to do is qualify. All right, now let's talk about something else. Let's say it's a different type of product. Wow, that's really expensive, Zach. Well, actually, it's not really that expensive. In fact, being unhealthy is. You know, the average American over, 60, over 65 says spends over $800 a month on drugs, right? Yet those that took care of themselves spend under 50 bucks a month on drugs. Okay, it's kind of like changing oil in a car, right? You've got to be pro proactive or reactive. If you never change the oil, it is cheaper. And then short term, I'm not changing the oil. Woohoo! Savings. But the engine blows up in 30,000 miles, and now I've got a $12,000 bill in my hand. Sweet. So actually, we were in Texas not too long. And when we were in Texas, we hung out with a couple named Richard and Aletta. Now, my personal grandma spent over $2,000 on drugs to keep her, like, breathing, right? She never really took care of herself. But when I met Richard in Texas, he was nine years old, still walking around, driving around his car. He took virtually zero drugs. But here's the thing. He's always been health conscious. He's always thought about himself. He's always taken vitamins. He's always eaten a somewhat of a ketogenic slash uh, vegetable-based diet, right? Now, here's one of the great things about this. Bang, presentation. Let's say I'm talking about Vinali, right, or the water bottle. I literally just told you a story. I said, it's really not that, in fact, it's really not that, not that expensive. In fact, did you know, scare the crap out of them. In fact, tell a story. My grandma was not good. I met a guy, he was really good. Now, one of the great things about this is presentation. I'm talking about the product now. It does this, it does this, it does this. It does all these features so that benefit. It does all these things so that instead of drinking the fluoride in the water system, you don't have to drink it and you can stay healthy and be like Richard, right? In fact, now I'm going to presentation number two. So I'm giving you a presentation about the product and now I'm gonna increase the certainty in the company. Remember that I said that's the next thing. Product, they have to believe in the product, then company. And in fact, Arx, the manufacturer of the product, does blah, 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 blah. They have the quality seal of approval. This is what that means. Okay, pause. I don't know anything about the product. I don't even know how they manufacture them. I don't even know what's special about them. Okay, two things. One, do some homework. It's okay if you haven't done it yet. I know a lot of you are new. Get to the Arx website, get to your upline. Your upline knows a lot. 
if you got, if, well, let me tell you something. If you're downline of Jonathan Young, you need to corner that man and be like, Jonathan Young, don't go anywhere. I have questions for you because he's a genius with help, with, with product stuff. Sorry, Jonathan. Anyway, but he is, or actually better yet, go read his post in the Rebels Life group. He's a genius. And so is Devin and uh, Kayla They're and Brandon. Um, so anyway, that's number one. Dig into the, into the stuff that's already out there. Number two, go to the event in September. The event in September, if you don't know what it is yet, September 6th and 7th, I think, in Utah. Fly out there. Trust me, it's worth it. There's a presentation on the manufacturing principles of RX. That was the number one thing that got me and actually excited about the products and really, really on fire for them is learning what they do behind the scenes to make these things special. They really are a cut above the rest. So back to the thing. One of the great things about water bottle, and in fact, RX is, guess what I'm doing? I'm raising their certainty, increasing their desire for the product because at the end of the day, no one cared about the money. No one cared about it. That being said, questions. Now I'm qualifying you. See, what I just showed you how to do is transition from objection in the wrong place in the sales process to qualifying. So, that's too expensive. Crap, we jumped ahead. It's really not that expensive. Blah, 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 blah. In fact, my grandma, Richard, da, 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 presentation about products, very short, 30 seconds. Rx is amazing, da, da, da. But that being said, actually, like, are you even in a spot where you want any of this stuff? And at this point, I've already scared her, talked about this, presentations a, bit, a little bit. Are you even in a spot where you are health conscious? Well, yeah, I totally am. Oh, got it. Like, have you always been that way or is that a newer thing? Well, it's, I guess it's kind of been a, been a newer thing. Okay, got it. Now I'm asking questions. And I'll get progressively more invasive with those questions as we go. Now, if you're unsure what questions to ask, number one, talk to your upline. But two is have these things prepared, at least mentally. Have them prepared. Because the last thing you want to do is be winging this. So think about it. Boom, I'm, asked, I'm qualifying here. In the qualification process, I'm saying something along the lines of, are you willing to invest in yourself financially to take care of yourself in the long run? Well, yes. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. Done. Well, yes, I am. Got it. How much, how much on a weekly or monthly basis is comfortable for you? Boom. It tells you right there. Maybe it's really, really low. Got it. So that's what's comfortable. Are you willing to stretch that at all to make sure that you're healthy and you're in your life now and in your older age? Yes or no? You're just simply finding out what they can afford. Reason is, is you, you gotta know, is that objection real? Most likely it's not. But if it is, stop the, stop the whole process. She, she says, whatever, I find out she can spend $200 a month on health if she moves some stuff around. Awesome, no, that's super great. You know, in fact, the, be the best thing about this is, boom, next presentation. So every product, I have two to three presentations stored up in my brain. I just used one, I have two, and I have a third backup one. She tells me what she's qualified to do. She, she needs this, I believe she needs this, and she's financially qualified. That sounds great. You know, in fact, one of the coolest things about this is, bang, I'm talking about presentation number two. Blah, 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 blah. So, do you wanna go ahead and get one? Second presentation, ask for the sale. Most, well, not I shouldn't say most likely, but there's a strong likelihood she now says yes. 
If she says, no, I actually, I have to X, Y, Z. I have to move some money around. I have to talk to my husband. I have to whatever. That's a new objection. You just do the same thing all over again, except you skip um, the qualification piece. Okay, got it. No, no, yeah, no worries. So like, like I was saying, like this filter, blah, 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 boom, back into the presentation. Presentation, increase them in art, increase them in me. I tell them a story about me. You know, actually we went around the world traveling with these things. We drank water out of Mexico City's tap. You literally get diseases from it. We drank out of it for weeks and it was totally fine. Back into the presentation. Now, I might ask for the sale again, depending on how this conversation is going, or I might say, hey, no worries, go ahead and talk to husband and let's, let's follow up about it. How would you like to follow up? Not let's follow up, how would you like to follow up? Because if I say, hey, Kayla, how would you like to follow up with me? She's not feeling like pressure, like, <gasps> like hey, Kayla, let's follow up Monday. Like, I don't know if I wanna talk to you, but if I say, hey, how do you wanna follow up? Now it's her idea, and she tells me. Make sense? Okay. Ugh. All supplements are the same. Really? What makes you say that? I can almost guarantee you that that stops that one in its tracks. Anything like this. Um, yeah. Really, what makes you say that? And if they give any sort of reasonable answer, which is doubtful, so, well, okay. Like, are you willing to do, are you willing to do a test to, to prove that? Because most likely it's not what they really mean. They probably had something in their past that made them believe that all supplements were the same. They probably don't really believe it, but they, all of their experiences have been the same. What makes you say that? Oh, um, the stuff at Walmart, I, I, you know, the stuff, stuff at Walmart feels fine. Okay, God, are you willing to do a test with those? We can go and I'm going to kind of go faster through this one because you can basically do the same process I just gave. But let's move on a little, uh, little, bit, little bit into some of these other ones. Um, I'm going to move into the, um, okay, this one is more universal. Is there a guarantee? Yes, it's a 30-day money-back guarantee. In fact, what I think is really cool is presentation about the product, presentation about RX, ask for the sale. Easy question, is there a guarantee? Yep, 30 days, boom. What I think is really cool is presentation. Whatever I think is really cool is RX. What I think is really cool is uh, something about me or a story about me, ask for the sale, handle the objection, move on. <clears throat> is this just another scam? I'm moving the opportunity stuff. Is this just another scam? What do you mean? Have you been scammed before? Seriously. What do you mean another scam? You probably haven't been scammed. You probably bought something and you didn't do anything with it. That's most, most likely happened. But I'm not gonna say all that stuff. What do you mean another scam? Have you been scammed before? Oh, dude, tell me about that. Dropping a qualification. Tell me about that. They're talking. Oh my gosh, wow, dude. So are you even looking for an opportunity or are you just kind of burnt out on this stuff, man? Oh, you know what? I, I would probably like one. I just, I just don't want to be in a position where I feel taken advantage of it again. Oh, got it, man. Like what, like what would make you feel like you actually got like your money's worth? And they're gonna tell you. And then you give them that. Then you move into the presentation, by the way. Same exact thing, presentation about the thing, presentation about RX, ask for the sale, handle the objection, repeat. Um, okay, as someone said like, how can you prove it other than your Photoshop pictures? I imagine someone is posting pictures of their lifestyle or something and weight loss. How can you prove it other than your Photoshop pictures? Okay, um, prove what? I actually, I, I thought this was an opportunity thing, so I wrote a whole objection for opportunity, but easy. How can you prove it? Prove what? Weight loss? What? Um, 
you want, you want more pictures? Like just literally ask them, what can I prove for you? And I'll give it to you. That's it. And by the way, if they're still pushing back on that, like how can you prove it? Okay, that's the stupidest question I've ever heard. That's probably a horrible prospect. You know, what do you mean prove it? I have a before and after shot. You think I'm Photoshopping that, you silly goose? That was nicer than I was going in my head. Someone asked, um, some of the prospects are a little bit older. If I'm, on if I'm on disability, I'm afraid I'll lose it if I start making more money. Okay, perfect. Um, well, here's what we need to do. In these types of situations, the spouse situation, unsupportive spouses or partners, or this disability things, things like this, you are going to overcome the objection, but you're going to act as a consultant. Just like with all of this, by the way, this is just a little bit even more consultative. So for instance, you're going to say something like, well, like, just tell me honestly, man, like, I would love to like, just talk through this with you. I mean, I don't want you to be in a bad position where you feel uncomfortable because you don't, I don't want to be in a, I don't want you to be in a position where you feel uncomfortable. Like, I just want to know, like, what are you trying to accomplish? I mean, would you rather make two grand a month for sure on disability? Or would you have rather have the potential for 20 grand a month? And it's okay, whatever you say, man, I just want to know. I'm qualifying them, right? And if they say, well, I really value the security of two grand a month. Hey, no problem. Just stop the process, right? If they say, well, I, I'm, I'm, I would rather have the potential, but I'm just honestly afraid. Like, what if I lose that money and like, I can't pay for my stuff, right? I understand that. Find out about the situation. Well, Joe, when does the income stop? Like, how much do you have to make in your side hustle to like kill the disability income? And find out what it is. Well, if I make more than $500, my disability income goes away. Okay, well, let's talk about that. You move into it. If you get to a point where it's moving in a positive direction, where like it looks like he might want to join the business, you tell stories now. If you don't know any stories, talk to your upline. Study the business. Be a student of the business. Stories move people. I, go, I know this gal named Lynn. She got started. She was selling kitchen remodeling. She was living alone all by herself. She got started at 52 years old, and she now makes over 500 grand a year. Now, clearly, the potential is there, right? But I want to talk about, like, do you want to do the work to make the risk worth it, or would you rather stick it where you're at? Now, Zach, where'd you get that story? I'm a student of the business. I just talk to people who have the stories in their heads, or I go find them. So remember, and, and by the way, like, we're not opposed to not telling your stories. Like, we'll tell you them, right? But you have to ask, and you have to ask specifically. He who seeks, he who knocks, will have an answer. He who doesn't, will not. Then you have to make the best choice. Unsupportive spouses and partners. Let them know up front. I want to work with you, work through this with you, but I want you to keep your relationship as a priority. Priority number one. When you do that, some people think that you're going to lose the sale. You might lose the sale, but you'll gain the respect and you'll get the sale later. At the end of the day, I, here's what I can promise you this. I will let this business burn down if it ever hurts Ashley and I. I'm telling you right now, I prioritize this in our family before I prioritize the business. And I'm gonna help other people do the same. I'm gonna help people make that proper choice. If they're gonna burn the relationship to the ground because they're gonna join the 55th opportunity that they've you know, completely wasted their money on, and they're gonna burn the relationship to the ground and get a divorce because of it, I'm, not, I'm gonna tell them not to do it. And whatever, I lost a person, but I gained respect and potentially gain someone, a friend for life, someone who trusts me now. So the first thing is just, hey, I'm, I want to work through this, with you, with, through this with you, and I want you to keep your relationship, your, your relationship priority number one. Now, some relationships, in fact, many of them, it has nothing to do with, like, 
me not getting started has less to do with Ashley being unsupportive as it does with us having a riff, a little tiffy thing. And if I go get started in the business, it's just, that's fine. You're already mad at me, right? But I need to get to the bottom of that. So I need to consult with them. I need to help them make the best choice for the family, not just the business. And again, they're gonna remember you. So, Ashley has an issue with her husband. He's really hot though. So first I'm gonna ask like, well, Ashley, what do you wanna do? What, what do you wanna do? I'm not talking about stupid Zach. I'm talking about what do you wanna do? Okay, you wanna join the business. All right, got it. So let me ask you this, and I'm not asking to get a sale. I'm literally asking, what's the worst that happens? If you join, and I'm not trying to move you into anything. I just wanna know. Like, what's the worst that happens? If you join something, like, is that gonna be like royally pissed? Have you, what's the background like? Have you joined 25 opportunities and literally screwed them all up because, all up because you haven't done anything? Or is the worst that happens that Zach's just unsupportive of you because he doesn't think MLM works. He thinks it's a scam, but he doesn't really care. At the end of the day, he's playing video games. And she tells me, well, the worst that happens is Zach just thinks it's stupid and I don't you know, get to go out to get a manicure for two months because I spent it all on the business. And he's probably a, you know, a little bit negative. Okay. So would that cause irreparable damage to your business or drama or to your life or, or drama or anything like that? Or is it just literally like what you said, like basically like not even a speed bump? Well, honestly, it's like, I mean, he just won't be supportive, but like relationally, it won't even really be that much of anything. Okay. Got it. So if you make the decision to join, will he respect that decision? Well, he'll respect it. He won't like it necessarily. He's going to think again, like it's a waste of time, but he's stuck with, you know, stupid fallout anyway, his video games. Okay, so it seems like we can make it work. Like, how do you want to move forward? Again, it seems like we can make it work. How would you like to move forward? Not, sweet, let's make it happen. Let's sign you up right now. Saliva. How would you like to move forward? And then she tells me, okay? Now, if she moved, now, here's, what, here's the really cool part. If she says, boom, I'm moving forward, or she could give us another objection. So you could say, oh yeah, well that's cool, but yeah, it's kind of pricey. Ah, smoke screen. See, that's one of the, I, this, this is kind of the end, right? This is where you wrap it all together. See, when you handle an objection, if it's a smoke screen, here's what happens. You ask for the sale and they give you another one. Ah! Here, here's what they're doing. They're like little children running from the next thing to the next thing and think, seeing what's gonna save them because their certainty is not high enough. So they keep running from white lie to white lie, not actually thinking they're lying to you, but they're just changing their answer. So she says, oh, actually it's kind of expensive. Your relationship was never the problem. The money was, or maybe that's another smoke screen. I handle the money thing. You know, honestly, I've just been burned a lot. Maybe that's the root cause. How have you been burned? Now I'm working with the real thing. See, most objections are complete loads of garbage. We need to Remove, just get away of the, move around the objection, increase the certainty, ask for the sale. We either get it or we get another objection and you keep repeating the process until they literally take, they make the sale or they don't get off their objection. If they don't get off the objection, that's the real one. That's what we got to consult through. That's what we got to work through. If you can't get past it, totally cool. Ain't no problem. Please don't mistake my, uh, my enthusiasm for pressure. Let's, you know, let's just leave it as it is on the table right now and let's follow up another six months. That's it.
All right. Was that good? All right. Hopefully it was. So um, hopefully, or I know it was. Hopefully you enjoyed and got some good stuff out of it. What I recommend that you do is write down what you learned from that. That was obviously pretty in-depth. Write down what you learned. And I would absolutely love it if you shared it, number one, as a rating and review down below. Share what you learned down below. And uh, if you're feeling frisky, share it in the Facebook group. Go to MLMSalesFunnels.com, and it's a private group to join, um, but it is free. You can join that and just join the discussion on MLM Sales Funnels. Go in that group and post what you learned. That would be awesome. We'd love to hear it. And number one, that's going to help you um, serve other people because they're going to see what you learned, and they're going to be able to you know, hear what you learned because we all hear different things. Number two, it's going to help you retain the information better. You know, retain about, you know, less than 10% of information we hear at once. We retain over 20% when we write it down and we retain over 80% when we share it with someone. So uh, if you share what you learned down below in the ratings and, you know, in the group, you're going to retain a lot more. So anyway, hopefully you haven't had an amazing time. That's MLMSalesFunnels.com. A few times in that uh, uh, objection episode, you may have heard me reference different types of funnels. If you want to learn how we use uh, funnels to bring people into our business, go to MLMRebelsBlueprint.com to learn how to do that for free. So anyway, hopefully you have an amazing day and talk to you all soon. (laughs) 